since we're all together this morning, um, I was trying to think of, oh, and by the way, I, I, instead of water, I have Gatorade because we have VBS coming up, so I better get fueled up, right? So um, I was trying to think of a passage that means a lot to children and adults alike. I mean, no matter how old or how young we are, we love Psalm 23. And so this morning, even though we're just going to look at the first three verses of it, I think this is going to speak to each and every one of us this morning. So let's read together the three lines of Psalm 23. <clears throat> we have them on the screen, and we'll read them together. You ready? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So, does anyone know what a shepherd is? Does anybody know? Yeah. Someone, a shepherd is someone who takes care of sheep. In fact, we have a picture of a little boy taking care of sheep. So that's really a shepherd. Now, God wants us to know that he is not only a shepherd, he's the good shepherd. He is the shepherd of all shepherds. And we're going to look at that this morning. So has anyone now, I'm going to ask, has anyone ever taken care of sheep in here? Anyone ever taken care of sheep? I figure we might have, raise your hand, don't be afraid. We might have some sheep herders up here, okay? So we have a funny picture, we can go back to... Uh, yeah, go to the next picture, please. We have a funny picture of a sheep, okay? So that's a, that sheep needs a haircut, right? Big time. So God wants us to know, this is the funny part, that God wants us to know that we are like sheep. That's kind of weird, right? Like, why would he call us sheep? I mean, that's a pretty funny-looking creature. But God wants us to know that we're like sheep. In fact, in the Bible, there's a lot of images and stories that talk about sheep to help us understand our relationship to God. So God had a shepherd boy named David write this poem because God knew that David knew what it was like, first of all, to be a sheep because he took care of sheep and he knew what was required of a good shepherd. He knew what, what a good shepherd had to do to take care of sheep. Now, David was writing not only from that perspective, but he was writing about God as his good shepherd. He was writing about God always being there for him in his life. He was writing about God always leading him, always taking care of him, always being there to help him in every time he needed it. I remember when I was a little girl, and I can look back as far as I can remember, I can remember that God was my friend. I didn't understand everything about God. I didn't know a lot about the Bible, but God was always there to help me. He was always there to comfort me when I was scared, and he was always there to give me some direction on what I should and shouldn't do. And this is really what David is talking about in the Psalm 23. So God is like a shepherd to us. So for the next three weeks, we're going to do this mini sermon series called The Good Shepherd. And this week, we're going to start that sermon series at looking at who is he? Who is the good shepherd? So we start off with the first line of the poem, which is, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. 
Now, if you're taking notes, here's your next fill-in. You don't have to take notes. But the, really what David's saying here, first of all, is that those the good shepherd is the Lord. When we ask who is the good shepherd, we have to understand that David is not just writing about a good shepherd that takes good care of sheep. He's actually saying that the good shepherd is the Lord. Now you might ask, I'm sure as David asked at first when he first was getting to know the Lord, what is he like? Does he have the credentials to be my boss, my shepherd, my manager? Can I trust him? Is he good? Is he mean? Is he scary? Is he dependable? And David will write, yes. And the reason he says yes is because the good shepherd is not just any shepherd. David says the good shepherd is the Lord God. See, Jehovah. He's the Lord God who created all the stars in the universe. He's the Lord God that created our tiny planet in, in this great sphere of the universe. In fact, as I was looking at the, the size of the universe, how many of you are familiar with the Hubble? NASA created in the 1990s. It's this big roving telescope that shows us the galaxies out there, right? Well, the Hubble shows us that it reveals, an, first it revealed an estimated 200 billion galaxies. 200 billion galaxies. And then, as they were able to increase the technology of the Hubble from 1990 to around now, now they say that that number is about 10 times too low. They say it boggles the mind that over 90% of the galaxies in the universe have yet to be studied. That is who the Lord is, and that who is who the Good Shepherd is. He is the Lord who created the stars in the universe. Now, what's really boggling is that the Lord of the universe, he wants to be our Good Shepherd. He wants each of us to have a personal relationship with him. That's why he says the Lord is what? My shepherd. Do you hear that? The Lord is my shepherd. So what David is trying to tell us is that when we believe in God, we don't just go to church. We don't just believe the right things in our head. That God, the Lord, becomes our personal shepherd. That God wants to be our personal shepherd every day and in every way. This is how David begins his poem. And so it's a natural conclusion then that in the first line, if the good shepherd is the Lord, and the Lord wants to be our personal shepherd, then the logical conclusion is, I shall not want. Right? If the good shepherd is the good Lord morning. and he wants to be my personal shepherd, then I shall not be in need or lack anything I need. Now, when the Bible was, when the Old Testament was written, it was written in a language called Hebrew. And in the Hebrew language, the word want actually has a double meaning. The meaning is, is, first of all, that we wouldn't lack anything. So David's saying, I won't lack anything. It also means that I will not be lost. So David is saying that because the Lord is my good shepherd, not only will I not lack anything I need, but I will not be lost. The good shepherd will not lose even one of his sheep. We can trust him, that he will hold on to them. He will go out and find that one lost sheep because he is the good shepherd. Now, we have to stop a minute and think about how we use the word want. 
See, David, when he was using that word, I explained that's how he saw it. Everything I need is taken care of. The Lord won't lose me. But we use the word want like, I want this, I want that. We watch commercials, we want this, we want that. David would not have even thought that way. But what David was saying is that everything we need, the Lord will give us and he will hold on to us. And this challenges us because sometimes we think God isn't giving us what we want. Sometimes we think we need what we want. Sometimes God doesn't answer our prayers the way we want. But it challenges us to remember that because the Lord is the good shepherd, then when he doesn't give us what we want, we can trust. We can trust his answer because he's good and he's all-powerful. He is the Lord. Now, let's go to the next line. The next line in the poem says, He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. And what I want to focus on this is this concept of, and here's your next fill-in, the good shepherd makes me and leads me. I think in our understanding, we tend to think of a bossy shepherd bossing us around, telling us, go here, go there, do something we don't want to do. And that's not at all what David is actually saying. See, the strange thing about sheep is that it's nearly impossible for a sheep to actually be forced to lay down unless four requirements are met. They are, they have to be free from all fear. They can't be afraid or they won't lay down. They have to be free from fighting within the flock. There can't be any tension among the sheep. There can't be any fighting or the sheep won't lay down. They have to be free from pests and insects that torment them. They're irritated. Since they we're all rest. together this they morning, have to be free from um, hunger I was trying to think of not finding uh, food. So what David is saying here is that the shepherd plays a very important part in the ability for the sheep to rest, right? The sheep cannot provide those things for themselves. We need to think like a sheep as we get into this poem. Can the sheep provide their own food? Can the sheep protect themselves from insects and pesticides? Can, can, can the sheep uh, protect themselves from fighting and, and, and things they're afraid of? They can't. They need the shepherd to help them. And so what David is saying, he says, the Lord, the good shepherd, makes me lie down, meaning he gives me everything I need not to be afraid anymore. He gives me everything I need to actually get what I need. He helps me to rest. He helps me to be at peace, see? He makes that possible. That's the word makes. That's the way David is using that for us. And so what David is trying to say is that the Lord is the good shepherd who takes care of all of the things that we need in order to rest and have peace. And we need God working in our lives or else we cannot have peace. We're a lot like sheep. Think of it when we're scared. Some people are hungry. It's hard to be at peace. Think of when there's fighting around us. It's hard to be at peace. But the Lord God gives us what we need in order to be at peace. And so we must trust in his leading, right? He's trying to take care of us. So when David says for a sheep to lie down in green pastures, the green pastures is actually means the word green isn't in the original language. It's, it's, it's young grass. It's, it's, it's rich pastures. And we translate it green because that's the way we think of it. But it means new grass, food. 
means the good shepherd gives us the food that we need. And when David writes that the Lord makes us, leads us to, beside still waters, he means that we have sheep need still waters to drink. The Lord gives us what we need to drink. Sheep won't drink from running water. They need it to be still. And when David writes, the Lord leads me in paths of righteousness, he means that the Lord is helping me in the paths that will protect me from predators, scary things, angry things. The Lord is trying to lead us and protect us and provide for us. Basically, the good shepherd gives his sheep what they need. And as the good shepherd takes care of sheep, which David was a good shepherd, what David is saying, so does God care for us. Just as a good shepherd provides green grass and still water and peace and protection, God does that for his children. That's what David is telling us today. So let's go on to the third verse. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Now what David is trying to say here, because that's a lot of fancy words, right? Sometimes we just read them, we have no idea what they mean. What David is saying is that the good shepherd satisfies my soul for his glory. See, Now the concept here is that just like a good shepherd, God is not going to do something for his own glory that isn't also for our good. Think of a good shepherd. What makes him good? He takes care of his sheep. This is what gives him a good reputation. And what David is saying is, is that just as a good shepherd will feed and protect and, and, and give shelter and lead and comfort and care for his sheep, and that's what brings him glory and a good reputation, God will take care of us, and that's what brings him glory. That God will never do something that isn't good for us. That God's glory and taking care of us go hand in hand. Later, David wrote in a different psalm, he says, Praise the Lord, praise God our Savior, for each day he carries us in his arms. That's the image of a shepherd holding a sheep, see? So the two cannot be separated, our good and God's glory. David is saying they go together. So we have to trust. We have to trust that when God is leading us, then when we trust it and we believe it and we let God take care of us, that's what brings him glory. So now we come to the part of the, of the message this morning, what I call the so what, right? So we did some teaching on sheep. We did some teaching on David. We talked about God. Now's the so what section, right? So what? What does that mean to me? What does that mean to me this summer? What does that mean to me and my family? What does that mean to me in the workplace? What does that mean to me in my neighborhood? What does that mean to me in my heart? Good morning. So the first thing it means is that the Good Shepherd wants Since us to know. Since we're all together him, right? this morning, you hear that? Um, I was the Good Shepherd wants us to know Him. See, David wasn't just writing this as a shepherd; he was writing this almost as a sheep. He was writing this as if he's the sheep, and he is so delighted that the Lord, the Good Shepherd, wants to be his personal shepherd. He wants us to know Him that way. And when we think about who this Good Shepherd is. Why wouldn't we, right? He's good. He's the Lord. And so David begins by calling us that the good shepherd wants us to know him because God also wants us to know him, see? God wants us to choose him to be our shepherd. 
Because who we follow makes all the difference in our lives. Who our boss is, who our master is, who our manager is, who our shepherd is. It makes all the difference. And David knew that. Because he was a good shepherd, but he probably saw lots of bad shepherds. And those sheep were probably very ill and sad. Bad shepherds make sad sheep. That's a good lesson to learn in life. Bad shepherds make sad sheep. But when we follow the Lord, the good shepherd, we are brought under his care. And we get to know him more and more as we follow him. And we will learn that he is good. Even when we don't always understand him, we can look back on our life and say that he is good. God wants us to be as happy about belonging to the good shepherd as he is. It's as if David is saying, look at who my good shepherd is. He's my owner, my manager, my boss, my keeper, my savior, my father, and he is good. So our second so what this morning is this. The good shepherd does not want us to wander away from him. See, if we really think about the kind of shepherd he is, we would never wander away from him, right? We would say, the Lord God is my shepherd and I will stay close to him if we're smart. But the problem is, guess what sheep are? Dumb. We're a lot like sheep. We think we know what's good for us. We question that God has the ability to be good. We question that God knows what's good for us, and then we start to wander. But we're really actually very dumb. We're like the, what shepherds call fence crawlers, looking in the fences for ways to get away from the shepherd, even though they're surrounded with green pastures, right? Even though they're surrounded by good stuff, they, there's certain sheep that just are never content because they always think it's better somewhere else. I read a story of a shepherd who had a sheep like that. He called her Mrs. Gadabout. He said that Mrs. Gadabout was beautiful, strong, healthy, a beautiful sheep. She had everything she needed to be strong and healthy, always had the green grass, always had everything she needed, and yet she was never content. She always thought that something better was on the other side of that fence, and she was always looking for a way out. And how sad that the shepherd would find her grazing on brown, burned-out pastures. How foolish a sheep that she is. And yet we can be a lot like Mrs. Gadabout, right? We can be dumb and foolish. We can look for more, thinking that there's more than what God has given us. We can think that God doesn't know what's good for us. And we can be looking for brown pastures instead of all the blessings that God has for us. And finally, if God doesn't want us to wander, the good shepherd wants us to stay close to him, right? I love this next picture of a good shepherd and the sheep real close to him. Look at the wolf in the back. That's where we're most protected is close to the good shepherd. A long, long time ago, my family took a hike, one of our first hikes on a mountain. long, long time ago, our kids were little, and my daughter was not enjoying it much. She was kicking the dirt all the way up. She didn't like it. This was dumb. This was no fun. Let's go do something fun. Finally, she had just had it. She just had it. She's maybe about nine or 10 years old. She said, I'm just going to turn around and go back. And I said, it's not really safe for you to wander off from us. And then I thought to myself as I said that, isn't that what the Lord says to us when we want to go about our own way 
and not follow him. It's not safe for us to be far away from the shepherd. Our safest place to be is close to him, following him even when it's hard, you see. Because God also knows that we need to know he's close. I read a story of how, how the sheep behave so much better when they can see the shepherd, right? When they can see the shepherd close by, they rest. They're not afraid. If they don't see the shepherd, if he's not close by, they get panicked. That's how we need to be. We need to stay close to him so we can be at peace. I talked about when I was a little girl and how God was my friend. And I remember that, that, that knowing that Good God, morning. when I reminded myself that the shepherd is right here That's with me, I was less afraid of things. And when I was tempted to do something wrong or bad, when I remembered that the good shepherd is near, I didn't do it. See, the best place to be is close to the shepherd. The Bible says that the beginning of all wisdom is to fear God. We don't fear him because he's mean. We fear him because he's good and he's near. And we want to please him. And we need to stay close to him to be safe. Now, What's so interesting about all this is that Jesus later uses this poem to help us understand that he is the Lord, that Jesus is the good shepherd. Notice how David didn't quite know that yet. But listen to what Jesus says. He says in John 10, 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. So Jesus is the good shepherd. Jesus is not just a shepherd. He's the Lord that David's talking about. He's the one David's referring to. He's always been, he always will be the good, the Lord, the good shepherd, see. And what makes him good is that he's unique than any other shepherd. He's all good. There's no darkness in him. The word good in the Bible in the New Testament means that he's good on the inside and the outside. He not just puts on a front. He doesn't just do good things. He's good in his heart too. And he's beautiful. He's the good shepherd. Jesus is saying when he says, when he relates to himself as the good shepherd, he's saying, I am the good one. I am the righteous one. I am the one who protects, guides, and nurtures my sheep, my people. Now Jesus proved that he's the good shepherd because he proved it by explaining that a true shepherd will willingly lay down his life for his sheep. And this is what Jesus did, right? We go back to John 10, 11, Look at that verse. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. See? Jesus is the good shepherd who died on the cross for the sheep, for us. In the book of Hebrews, the Bible says, Our Lord Jesus is the great shepherd of the sheep. See, not just God... A lot of people believe in God, but they don't know that Jesus is the Lord God. Our Lord Jesus is the great shepherd of the sheep. The God who gives peace brought him back from the dead. He did it because of the blood of the eternal covenant. See, the primary characteristic of a good shepherd is that he loves unto death, that he willingly lays down his life for even one sheep. The disciples could never get over this. They were just amazed at Jesus' love, that he would die for them. Later, James, Peter, Paul, they all wrote about it, how amazing this love is. 
John wrote in Revelation, unto him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Paul says in Romans, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Peter said he bore our sins in his own body on the tree. See, Jesus proved that he is the good shepherd by laying down his life for each and every one of us. This is what makes him ultimately good. And he warns us. He warns us not to follow other shepherds that has laid down his life. Since we're all together this morning, Jesus is not just a shepherd. He's the good shepherd. Jesus is the good shepherd, the Lord. And as the Lord, he is to be obeyed, trusted, followed. And if we let him lead us as our own personal shepherd, we will say like David did, the Lord is my shepherd. I am so blessed. Amen.